Welcome to ChiroCast. Today I want to talk to you about ChiroRite. C-H-I-R-O-W-R-I-T-E. ChiroRite. They are my preferred provider for our documentation, software, scheduling, payments, everything. I think this is so super important to have an easy system for you to use. And I love it because it's really for that cash-based practice like we are. So check out ChiroRite. I think you're going to enjoy it. And now here's the podcast. Thing I want to talk to you guys about <clears throat> is to understand that everything is not as it appears, especially in a pediatric practice. I think that's a really important thing to understand. <clears throat> a lot of times uh, when we're looking at kids who are, especially infants, newborns, uh, toddlers before they're able to talk, or you know, we take care of a lot of autistic children, so these children who uh, can't communicate even though they're older, um, the things that you think it might be, it may not be, and we need to train ourselves on that this quarter, and that's going to be part of my job is to train you guys on this. So, for instance, is this possible? Isn't that cool? That's called a blivet. It's called a what? Blivet, B-L-I-V-E-T. It's called a blivet. And uh, if you look at this, it's obviously, it kind of, I don't know where this leg goes. Like, you can... It's like you follow it like this, and it all of a sudden kind of disappears from your view. Isn't that cool? Right? So, so if you look at it for, for one second, it looks like there's three legs, but then there really can't be three legs to this thing. So it's kind of cool, right? But I want you to think about that in context to, to pediatrics. You know, uh, How many legs does this elephant have? Count the legs. Yeah, is that a normal amount of legs on an elephant? No. No. And, and if you look at this, like you start going like this, you say, well, it's one, two, you know where their legs are supposed to be, and then there's like, wait a second. And your eyes start zipping around and stuff, and you start seeing things in different ways than maybe you're designed to see them, right? So I want you to think about that once again in context of pediatrics. What do you see here? All right, how many people see a rabbit? Raise your hand. How many people see a rabbit? What else do you see? What was that? A duck, that's right. So here's the duck, right? So that if you look at it this way, right, here's the duck, it's bill, it's eye facing this way, but then here's the rabbit, right? Here's its long ears, and here's its mouth facing this way, right? So everything is not as it appears, right? We can see an object, and we can think we see this object, and then when we take a better look at it, the object that we think it is, it isn't it, or it's something else, or it's, or it's two things, Right? How about this? Are these lines horizontal lines? Are these horizontal or are they straight, the lines that are going across like this? Now, now, are you saying that because you know they're straight or are you saying that because I said, are they straight? Well, but if, like, and, and they do, so I guess if you look really hard, this is a, it's a very well, you know, blown up thing. But if you look hard, it's, it's straight, but you can kind of see where it, someone might think it's kind of angling in or angling out, Right? Right? Context is all context of what's going on here. How about this one? Which side of this bar is darker? Right? So almost everybody says, do you know it's the same? Right? This bar here is the same. The gradient here is the same. One side to the other. It's not darker on one side. It's just it appears different because of the lighting and the, the grayness here to here. Right? Everything is not as it appears. What do you see here? It's one of my favorites. Well, okay, what kind of a woman? It's a young woman. 
Okay, it's a young woman or an old woman. Right, very good. Very good. So, so if you're looking here, you're seeing a woman like this, sort of, you know, kind of looking away from us here. A young lady, and here's her nose and her eyebrow uh, and her eyelashes, and she's got like this feather in her hat like this, and she looks like she's wearing like a mink coat with a nice, you know, jewelry around her neck. But if you look in a different way, if you look... And if you imagine someone like this with an older lady with sort of a kerchief around her hair, which is this over here, and now this is her mouth, and here's her nose and her eyes. So now there's two different ladies in this picture. Can you see that, the second one? All right, so, so here's, the, here's the young lady. Okay, so follow me. Here's the young lady. Here's her chin, right? Here's her nose. Here's her eyelashes. And she's wearing this big, beautiful hat. Like this, right? And then here's the, the old lady. Here's her chin here. Here's her mouth. Here's her nose. This is like one eye, uh, another eye, etc. So is, can you see that now? No? Yeah. All right, Mommy will show this to you at home. <laughs> mommy will show this to you at home. This is easy, easy stuff to find on the Internet. So, so why is this important, right? Why is this important? Because with pediatrics, you're always having to have, like the word diagnosis. What does the word diagnosis mean? Two opinions, two thoughts, right? Two perceptions. Diagnosis is perception. Two perceptions. So whenever you're having a diagnosis, you're having two perceptions. So a child comes in with a, a, what, a, a example, yesterday afternoon, a child came in and the father said, <clears throat> the doctors think he has autism. But the problem wasn't that he has autism. The problem was he has all these other genetic issues that are mimicking things that look like autism. So it's not really autism. Like autism as a primary thing is something where the child is never developmentally going, you know, in the right trajectory and then ends up not talking, etc. you know, just kind of following that path versus someone who's born with some sort of genetic issues that have created an autistic-like problem, right? Two different things, right? Two different ways of approaching this child, because that, that it's two very different directions of what's you know the problem here, and that's why I think this is so important because we're constantly getting two or three or four things going in our heads um, as to what's happening with each child that we're seeing. Now, this is a super famous painting. You probably all have seen this painting. Have you all seen this? No. Did you take any art classes? Really? What is wrong with you people? Sheltered. Sheltered people. Well, this is, okay, this is a very, very famous painting from the mid-1900s. Andrew Wyeth is one of the greater American artists. And it almost looks like, like a, a photograph, doesn't it? Um, and this particular painting is called Christina's World. Um, and a lot of people have been studying Christina's World, especially in medical schools. They're studying this particular painting. Why? Why would someone at Yale, Harvard, Princeton, Columbia, medical schools, why would they be looking at this painting? All right. So let's just, how old is this young lady, do you think? Uh, she's probably younger. She's probably in her teens. Probably in her teens. Um, so I want you to look at this and then look at her posture. Is she sitting normally? No. Would you say a teenage girl in the 1940s or so would sit like this in the field? No. Why is she sitting like this? It looks like she doesn't have to sit her legs. 
Okay, good. Good. So now we're starting to think. Do you see why people in medical students are looking at this very painting as we speak at Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Columbia, all the greats, Emory probably? Um, Because something isn't right. Look at her arms. Isn't that kind of skinny? Like, so on first glance, when you first took a look at this, you said, oh, it's some, you know, nice looking thin girl on a field, in a beautiful field in the middle of maybe Wisconsin or something, right? But then as you start looking, you start seeing deeper and deeper and deeper. And now you're, now you're saying, wow, look at how her legs are splayed out. Look at how her arms are really thin. Look at how her body is twisted like this. What is going on with her? So give me, give me ideas of what, what do you think could be wrong with her? Just judging from this picture. Anorexia? Possibly. Possibly it's anorexia. But, Aaron, would that explain her body posturing? Mm-hmm. No. Right? So, so the thinness, yes, I can see that. So one thing to explain it all? Yeah, just like one ring to explain yeah. them all. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yes. So, so what's one thing that might explain this? Give me, just think about possible diagnosis. Very good. So things like polio. What else might explain this? Another thing you see in kids that would affect their limbs. Muscular dystrophy, cerebral palsy, right? Um, the, the the latest. There's, there's been an argument about this for years. In the, probably isn't. Uh, they, they actually don't really know what the actual real cause was because she was never actually quote-unquote diagnosed in the 1940s they might you see how her if you look at her hands they're like kind of like this if you start see see how like detail starts coming out the more you're looking at it right so you keep on looking and you're like oh i didn't notice but oh yeah that's true her body's like oh yeah her fingers are like this this is what happens when you do a really good history and exam on a child is this stuff starts to come out Right? It starts to come out. It, you start to pull things out. And the reason why this is so important is over time, right, you've got to build the skill and you've got to build it faster. Right? Many of you right now do not have this skill built up particularly well. Right? You, you guys need like some sort of cheat sheet, you know, crib notes, cliff notes, something to kind of get you through something, you know, uh, which is okay when you're here in school. But when you're confronted with a patient who's right in front of you, and you have a whole bunch of patients out there you have to get to, and you're sitting with a new patient right now, and you have to, you can't have, there's no two-hour exams in a real practice, right? Everything you're doing is going to start to accelerate. So that's why we're talking about this, is because we need to accelerate what we're thinking. The latest, um, uh, the, the polio was the number one thing that they thought she had for years. Um, some doctor I was just reading about uh, from Yale uh, has been arguing that she has a Charcot-Marie tooth disease, uh, if you look at it because of the thinness uh, and the bony structure that she has and stuff like that, and the twisted uh, uh, pelvis, that, that, that's what he thinks. And that's the latest interesting stuff that's going on back and forth. The IVs are kind of arguing with each other about these particular, this particular painting. So, the, the, but the reason I want to bring this up to you is this is what we're going to do every class. One of the things we're going to do in this class is to teach you guys what I call visual diagnostic skills visual diagnostic skills. So uh, what happened was um, a couple of years ago, I read this book and uh, 
Let me see if I can enlarge this here. There you go. I read this book, which I'm having a hard time getting this to be nice. Hmm. I, I read this book uh, called Visual Diagnostic Literacy. Uh, and what it talked about was how at Harvard and Yale and uh, a lot of the other top medical schools in the country, they actually bring uh, the students, the first-year med students, to the museums on campus, because, you know, all the big ones, including Emory over here, has an art museum on campus. And they sit there and they talk about the art. Uh, and not just art uh, with, with sick children, but any kind of art, because they want to, they want to make you look at this the subject that they're talking about and really start thinking about it deeper and looking at it deeper and getting details and getting details quicker, right? And here's what they found. They found that, because what they did is that they had control groups. They took some students to the class and some students they didn't take the class and they gave them tests and they found out the ones that, they, that took the art classes did way, way, way better in the visual skills than the students who didn't. So I said, we should try this in chiropractic school. So uh, a couple of years ago at the Association for Chiropractic Colleges Research Conference, I did this exact same experiment. In this particular class, for the entire quarter, I showed um, some art to uh, the, the students at the beginning of every class. And actually, and the first thing I did was I showed these pictures here on the bottom of kids with like chicken pox and measles and uh, fifth disease and stuff, and asked everybody to, to pick it out. And everybody failed miserably. It was almost 100% failed miserably. But then I, in my advanced diagnosis class, I showed them the same pictures, and they also failed miserably. But during, that, during the quarter there, I didn't show them any art, right? I just, every class, I just talked the normal stuff that I, I talk about. And then at the end of the quarter, after showing this particular class, these paintings all quarter long, I redid the test in both classes, and guess what happened? This class scored 80-something percent. The other class failed. Right? So I'm like... Dude, this is really important, right? So we need, to, we need to learn this kind of stuff. We need to Im improve our visual diagnostic literacy. And that's what we're going to do in the beginning of this particular class. Every class, we're gonna, I'm going to bring you some kind of paintings or pictures or different kind of things for us to discuss. Because I want this, this class is not going to be like most classes that I teach, which is more me blabbing like a lot. Um, of stuff. Uh, this class is going to be a very interactive class. I want you guys to participate in this class. Um, because what I want, my goal from, for this class is, is for you to really take something out of it more than just knowledge, right? More than just being able to, to pick out the correct choice in, a, you know, in four Scantron bubble thingies, right? That's not what my goal is. My goal is I want to increase your visual diagnostic skills, right? So to me, that's super exciting because like, if, if Harvard Medical School is doing this, we should do it. Right? Because we're like the Harvard of chiropractic schools. Right? That's my thought, at least. So I'm, I'm glad you're, uh, I'm glad you're with me. All right. Good, good, good. Excellent. That's what I want to hear. <clears throat> All right. So let's do this here. Turn on the lights.